Welcome back to another episode of Worship Weekly. Please like, comment, subscribe, and most importantly, share. This week's message is What Kind of a Place is Hell? We'll start reading at Luke 16 and verse 19. But first, the Scotland Evangelical Presbyterian Choir singing Wonderful, Merciful Savior.
talk to you this morning about a, what kind of a place is hell. We're going to read the scriptures just a few minutes. I want you to know that uh, this is Brother Danny Jackson at uh, First Faith Baptist Church, Rogue Louisiana. Then I want you to know that uh, I preach more on hell than I do heaven because Jesus preached more on hell than he did on heaven because he don't want nobody to go to hell. There's a vast multitude of people going to hell. And I hate to see anybody go to hell. I've been in the rooms of the hospitals where women cry out, scream, and go out with little had a little blonde-headed woman with three little kids one time. And her husband and another lady asked me to go in there and pray for her in Elorado, Arkansas Hospital. I went in to pray for her and I took one of my men with me. He was behind me. And that lady's sister was on the other side of the bed. And I asked that Lady, I said, was your sister saved? She says, no. But she, a church brought a pan of water in here a while ago and baptized her. She's saved now. And I said, ma'am, I said, that's not salvation. I said, can your sister hear? She said, no, she's in a coma. I said, can she talk? She said, no, she's in a coma. She can't talk. So I said, what I want to Yes, I'm going to talk to you about Jesus Christ. Let me lead you to Christ. And I began to witness to that woman across the bed. When that lady in that bed that was in a coma, couldn't speak, couldn't hear, heard the Word of God the right way when Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Down the Roman road, that lady raised up in her bed and a curdling cry. You could hear all over the hospital. That man behind me jumped backwards, scared him. I looked at that poor woman. She had a garter on her neck, sticking out like a softball. And she was about dead. And she laid back down and never opened her mouth again. The nurses run in there and says, what's wrong? And I told them, one of the nurses had asked me to go in there and witness to the woman because the church come in there and took a pan of water and baptized her. And I said, that ain't baptism. Baptism don't save you. And so I left her. I never seen a woman again. And I fear she heard the word of God. She died and went to hell. She's in the hospital room. I was so sorry for her husband. And then three little long-headed girls. But that's when you give the wrong doctrine of salvation. That's what happens. In the book of Luke chapter 16, verse 19, there was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus which was laid at his gate full of sores and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked 
his sores. And that's a picture of a rich man here. And he was clothed softly was a he was he, and, and fine linen and fared softly every day. And there was a beggar at his door begging for something to eat. And he'd even desired the crumbs off the fell off the table. And got on the floor with the dogs ate. And then five percent of the dogs came and licked his sores. He was in a lot of pain. How did it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom? Abraham's bosom is where that man on the cross that asked Jesus to remember him. He said, Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. It's the same place as paradise. The rich man also died and was buried. And in hell he lifted up his eyes, being in torment, and See Abraham fall off and Lazarus in his bosom. And there's a picture of uh, hell in the heart of the earth and paradise of Abraham's bosom in the heart of the earth. And saved before Jesus died, went there. And when Jesus died, he went through hell, took the keys of death and hell out of Satan's hand, crossed that gut, great gulf. And I felt like he said this. The Bible don't say it. I'm saying it. Here's what you could have had, but you didn't want it. And he went over there and had a little mini revival in the heart of the earth. And then in Matthew 27, the Bible says Jesus resurrected up and got, took all them people out of paradise and brought them on the heart of the earth. And then the dead in Christ rose out of their graves and walked around Jerusalem. Don't you know that scared a lot of people? It would have scared me. Dead people come out of their graves. And, and this, I call this man Dives. This man seen that gulf. And the Bible says, verse 24, and he cries, says, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. He said, Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I'm tormenting this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest thy good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. Besides all this, between us and you, there's a great gulf fixed. That's that great gulf then, at that time, so that they which would pass from hence to you cannot. Neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. Then he said, I pray thee, therefore, Father, that thou would have sent him to my father's house. I have five brethren. And that rich man in hell was praying. And he prayed and asked the father to send Lazarus back to, to talk to his five brethren because he didn't want them to come to a place like that. Abraham said unto him, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And he said, Nay, Father Abraham. But if one went unto them from the dead, they would repent. And he said unto him, if they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded though one rose from the dead. This rich man had all five of his senses. He could see, he could feel, he could hear, he could touch, and he could smell. And he was tormenting that fire day in and day out, never have any rest. And the message I want to preach to you this morning is what kind of a place is hell? There is a hell 
The scriptures teach it. Heaven suggests it. Redemption implies it. And judgment demands it. Hell is real as heaven is real. In the same breath, Jesus spoke of both in Matthew 25, 46. If we cannot believe in the existence of one, then we cannot consistently believe in the other. One is as much prepared place as the other in Matthew 25, verse 41 and verse 34. Number one, hell is a place of flame and fire. In Luke 16, 24, we just read, hell is pictured as a furnace of fire in Matthew 13, verse 42 and 50, and as a lake of fire in Revelation 20, verse 9, 10, 14, and 15. That's where the devil and all the lost people out of hell is going to be thrown at the end of time into the lake of fire. Fire in hell is said to be everlasting. Matthew 18, 8 and 9. Unquenchable in Mark 9, 43 and 48. And polluted with brimstone in Revelation 21 and 8. When hell, when the great white throne judgment, when God calls all them people out of hell, the Bible says the second death, he's going to throw them into the lake of fire. That's where they'll spend eternity at, while we spend eternity in heaven. The second point I want to say, hell is a place of unquenchable thirst. In Luke sixteen twenty four, the man wants to dip the tip of his finger, want to cool his tongue. Heat on the Bible participates, almost uncheckable thirst. For example, when the body is being scorched with a red high fever, the patient begs for water, something to cool him. In hell, men do also, but there is no touch of a tender, sympathizing hand. In heaven, we are told that men thirst no more. In Revelation 7, 16, 17, and Revelation 22, 1 and 2, we'll we won't thirst anymore, but in hell, they wish they had it, had drunk, wish he had another drink, but he'd never get another drink. At dopehead, wish he had another a shot or some more dope, but he'll never get no dope or no shot in hell because he's in hell in fire and brimstone and he's burning. He's, in a, he's not in his natural body anymore. He's in a body that won't be burned up. And he'll be in hell for eternity. The sad part about it, there's a lot of people don't believe in hell. Some don't even believe in heaven anymore. But I want you to know there's a place called hell. And it's real. And I'd hate anybody to go there. Hell is a place, a far off a place of separation from God. In Luke 16, 23, the sinner is now entangled Far off Ephesians two thirteen, and all sinners will remain eternally separated from God in hell. Second Thessalonians one seven through nine. I, I, they'll never be see God's face again after the great white throne judgment. That's the end of it. They'll be separated from God throughout eternity in hell, burning, burning, and burning, and continually burning, and. It's not gonna be a not gonna be a pretty thing. I can say that. It's not it's gonna be a 
is your Melmaeus. Hell is a place where memory lives, 16, 25 in the loop. Rich man and memory will revert back to this lifetime, verse 25. He could remember Lazarus, that water was cooling the things he received in this life, his father and his brothers. And he wished he had it, but it's too late now. He can't get out of hell. He's in hell for eternity. Hell is a place where men pray, but there is no answer in Luke 16, 24 and 31. Sinners may mock, scope for prayer now, but there is a time coming when they will pray. Hold in desperation of man whose God answers no more, whose God answers not. First Samuel 28, 6-2. Fifteen, can you imagine never hearing from God again in this in this lifetime or after this life? Sixth thing, hell is a place where men plead for mercy, but none is extended. In Luke sixteen twenty four, the proud man of thine, the beggar of hell, he locked the drop who denied the crumb. And hell is the ultimate. An eternal state beyond his pale of mercy. There's no mercy in hell. Then people be burning for eternity. Now I want to say this to you. Don't know whether you're saved or not. You hear my voice. But I can tell you this. If you're not saved, you need to get saved. If you are saved, you ought to get in a church and start serving the Lord Jesus Christ. And stop feeling sorry for yourself. You're not going to find a perfect church. But I can tell you this, Jesus is perfect. And you can thank God for that. Now I want to remind you, Brother Jackson loves you and they want nobody to go to hell. If you hear my voice on computer or something, I want you to bow your head and ask Jesus to come in your heart to save you and thank him for that and live for eternity with Jesus in heaven. And I'll never see you maybe on earth. But I'll see you one day in heaven. And I thank you for listening to me. Amen. This is Reverend Danny Jackson from the First Faith Baptist Church in Rogue, Louisiana. Talking to travelers on the radio. We'll let y'all know that you need to get saved if you're not saved. And if you are saved, you need to go to church. And if you don't go to church, you ought to be shaming yourself.